Hi there. I'm so glad you found your way to this week's sermon podcast. My name is David Hansen. I am the pastor of Spirit of Joy Lutheran Church in the Woodlands, Texas. This week's sermon is titled Purpose Changes Everything, part of our ongoing sermon series for Easter, This Changes Everything. The preaching text this week was Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, visit us at SoJoy, that's S-O-J-O-Y, dot org, or find us on Facebook by searching for Spirit of Joy, The Woodlands. I hope you enjoy this time of reflection and that it's helpful for you as you grow in relationship with God and with your neighbors. So we have been talking about how Easter changes everything. We talked about how prayer and learning to pray in our lives changes everything, about how learning to listen changes everything, about how being a part of a community changes everything. And we're coming to the end of this Easter season. And the Easter season ends with this last moment of Jesus and his disciples on earth. When Jesus is preparing to leave them to do the things that they need to do. Now, I don't know about you, but before the age of always having the GPS in my car right up front, I spent a lot of time wondering where I was supposed to be going. Sometimes now, even, I will get in my car, and this happened just the other day, I was thinking to myself, I need to stop by the grocery store and pick up a couple things for dinner, and so I got in my car, and I started driving home, and I remembered that I needed to go to the grocery store to pick something up for dinner right about when I turned into my neighborhood, because I was running on autopilot, right, and I just, the car just kind of took me where I always go. Life is like that, when we don't have our destination clearly in mind. When we don't know what it is that we are supposed to be doing. That is what life often is for us. It's it's the number one question that people wonder, whether it's freshmen in college who are trying to figure out what they are to major in, seniors in college who are trying to figure out what career they want, 40-year-olds who say, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up sometimes. Why? What am I supposed to be doing? Think about that with these disciples. They had spent three years, and they went where Jesus told them to go. For three years. And they did what Jesus told them to do for three years. Jesus died and they were lost and confused, but then he came back and he said, here's what we're going to do for the next 50 days. And now he is ascending to be with the Father once more. And so they find themselves wondering, what are we going to be when we grow up? What are we supposed to be doing now? What comes next for us? How many of you ever asked that question for yourself in your life? What comes next? 
Right? Yeah. What comes next? It's not uncommon for any of us. And of all the things that we are taught, I don't think that we are taught to answer that question of what comes next. I think that we actually spend a whole lot of our lives on autopilot, doing what's right in front of us, going home when we're supposed to be running to the grocery store, because that's where autopilot takes us. And I think, I believe, I trust, that we are intended for more than autopilot. We are meant to do more than just the next thing that is in front of us at that moment. That the God, as we said in the psalm, the God who knit us together in our innermost being has more in store for us than life on autopilot than life lost, drifting from thing to thing. So one of the first things, I, I, I want to walk through this because this is helpful, is, is I think that God has a calling for each one of us, and one of those callings has to do with what our skills are. Right? Maybe you love fixing cars, but you've had the same car in your garage for 20 years, and it's not gotten any farther. Maybe that's not your vocation. It could be a great hobby. Maybe, you know, you love gardening, but you're like me, and every plant that you plant winds up brown within three weeks. That's probably not your calling. God has given each one of us skills, talents, and gifts. And those skills, talents, and gifts are not on accident. Those skills, talents, and gifts are part of what God calls us to do with our lives. But it's not enough to just have, goodness, a skill, a talent, or a gift. Thank you. The other part of that is, it has to be something that gives you joy. Something that makes you come alive. The theologian Howard Thurman once said that, do the thing that makes you come alive. Not the thing you're supposed to do. Do the thing that makes you come alive. Not the thing the world needs. Do the thing that makes you come alive. Because what the world needs are people who have come alive. What makes you come alive? Maybe your skill is not something that gives you joy. Well, that's okay, because we all have more than one skill. What's the thing that makes you come alive when you do it? I was talking with my friend this week about what makes us come alive, about what he and I are going to be when we grow up. And we talked about, you know, there are some pastors that what they love is teaching. There are some pastors that what they love are, are working in small groups. There are some te- pastors that love, I don't understand it, the administrative stuff that we have to do. I love preaching. Preaching makes me come alive. So whatever I do, it's got to involve that. What makes you come alive? What is the thing that when you do it, you can't help but smile as you do it? That when you're done with it, you say, can I go again? Can we do it again? What's your passion? What's your skill that you are also passionate about, but then also that the world needs? I mean, 
you might be really good at selling cocaine and it might make you feel happy, but the world doesn't need that. Right? What is the place where your skills and your joy meet what the world needs? That's the place where the magic happens in our lives. Where your skills and your joy meet what the world needs. Now let me be clear. There is not just one thing. There is not just one thing. I'm a father, and that gives me joy, and I'm not terrible at it. (laughs) And the world needs it. And I'm a pastor and a preacher, and I'm not terrible at it, and it gives me joy, and the world needs it. I'm a son, and it depends what day you ask my parents. I'm not bad at it. It gives me joy, and the world needs it. We all have all of these different roles in our lives. These places where our purpose, our passion, our calling, our vocation, whatever you want to call it, that place where the magic happens, we all have many of those places. And it's finding those things in our lives that makes us come alive and helps bring about nothing short of the kingdom of God. People living into their purpose brings about God's kingdom. So Jesus said to the disciples, go therefore and make disciples. Go. You have a purpose. You have a calling. You have a job. Powers has a job. And he's got skills. And it gives him passion. And it's a need. Those who are called to mothering have a purpose. It's a place that gives them joy. One hopes. But it's not for everybody. There are those who aren't joyful about being mothers. And that's okay, too. It's okay. You have your unique purpose. Your place in God's kingdom. And your place is not my place or the person sitting next to you. But find your place, that place where your life comes alive with the passion of God. Martin Martin Luther once said that the cobbler who does his work to the glory of God is as holy as the priest. Right? Because often when we talk about big words like vocation and calling, we think of pastors. So the modern translation of that might be something like, the guy who flicks, flips burgers at McDonald's, if it's his passion and his skill and his joy and a thing the world needs, is as holy as the pastor who stands up front and preaches. Because that's what it's all about. It's not about what type of work it is. It's not about whether it's in church or out of church. It's not about just finding one thing, but all of these places that make us come alive in our lives, celebrating them, living into them, living into them for the glory of God's kingdom. Then, then we'll start to see the world in our lives transformed. Then we'll start to see what it looks like in a community of people who aren't just going through the motions, running on autopilot, but living into their specific purpose. Running by a GPS that isn't constantly recalculating, but a GPS that has been set by the one who formed us in our innermost being, called us, To be who we are created to be. To do the things that make us come alive. 
to find the place where our skills and our joy meet what the world needs. That, friends, that changes everything.